you're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone trapped in a Twilight Zone. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you for joining me once again for another episode of After the Snap. And this one will have no capes, no alter egos, no crazy realms. Well, maybe crazy realms, maybe, because today we will be tackling the first two episodes of CBS All Access's new series, The Twilight Zone. Sounds crazy calling that a new series. So new for 2019. If today is your first time visiting After the Snap, welcome to the show. Thank you for deciding to spend part of your day with me. Um, We typically talk about all things superheroes, sci-fi, little fantasy. We can do TV. We can do movies. Today, for a change of pace, we are doing CBS All Access Twilight Zone, like I said, because we have been giving an awful lot of energy to Avengers Endgame, Shazam, the superhero genre, basically. So if you are interested in any of that content, there's plenty of it, but stick around and hang out with me today. Maybe you might want to uh, learn a little something about the Twilight Zone. Or take you on a trip down memory lane if you're like me and uh, grew up watching the show. Which is also the original version is available as well on CBS All Access. But you can also catch it on uh, Netflix, I believe, as well. So if you want to get into Twilight Zone, this is a fine time to do it. There will be potential spoilers for Twilight Zone first two episodes. And uh, the the titles of those first two episodes were The Comedian and Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. So The Twilight Zone, the OG series, premiered November 24th, 1958, and it ended its original run on June 19th, 1964. So long, long, long before I was thought of, which means a lot of you wouldn't have been thought of either, right? It was created by Rod Serling. He also acted as the narrator for the episodes of the original Twilight Zone series. This this is a pretty iconic show. In fact, it is ranked number five in TV Guide's greatest of all time TV shows. That is how good this show is. And this is not what I heard. This is what I know. Because... If there's a marathon airing on TV, like for instance, on a New Year's Eve, a lot of times they'll do Twilight Zone marathons for people like me who don't go out 
they'll sometimes do it all for other holidays as well where you can just sit and binge a marathon of all of these episodes of the Twilight Zone and you can best believe I have made it through quite a few marathons of Twilight Zone. Uh, nowadays, of course, you can just head over to your favorite streaming service, but it is nothing like just sitting up all night and binging all of those episodes. So, yes, that was fun to me. Okay, so it is an anthology series. For those who don't know, that means that these episodes are standalone episodes. They're not linked in any way, meaning you can watch any episode of The Twilight Zone and it's a self contained story you don't have to worry about shared universes or continuity or any of that stuff that we kind of have to worry about today oh what's canon we don't have you don't have to worry about that with the twilight zone you can just watch it pick up any episode and watch it self-contained story it has a beginning a middle and end and most of the time it has a crazy twist a lot of the time it has a moral or some type of social commentary from the time so this anthology series covers different genres as well it's got a uh, fantasy sci-fi suspense horror psychological thrillers it just runs the gamut anything that was kind of pulp fictiony for that time that is what rod serling wanted included under the Twilight Zone um umbrella and I'm telling you it delivered now of course compared to a show that you're going to get in uh, 2019 remembering that this show started in 1958 the I guess special effects the makeup those props are not what we are accustomed to in 2019 but for the time it was ahead of its time. Rod Serling pushed the envelope on a lot of things. The contents of the stories. The fact that these stories often had an underlying social or, or moral, moral message. TV studios generally kind of stayed away from that. They just did not want to be preachy in these type of shows and then they felt like okay if it's going to be a message it's got to be a message that is universally received but rod serling was sneaking in messages about nuclear holocausts racism elitism he was sneaking in political messages just so much again far far ahead of his time cbs was none the wiser because they're like ain't nobody paying no attention to what type of social commentary is going on under this show they just watching the show it's mindless bullshit when in all actuality twilight zone's messages were almost clear to me as a kid not so much like in your face but because as a youngster i kind of thought a lot then so and and i would watch these these shows a lot of times with my father who was an avid fan of the Twilight Zone and uh, you would hear hear him make his comments on what was going on in the show and then the next time because of course you're going to see reruns the next time I saw this episode I looked at it from the lens of what I heard my dad say uh, when he was watching the show and that is how I learned to uncover the messages 
in the Twilight Zone. But anyway, going off on a tangent. This this type of show actually it uh, makes me remember my childhood because again, I watched it all the time with my dad. It rem- it gives me those warm and fuzzies of times that I spent with my father when there was nothing else to do. Nothing else going on in the whole wide world. He wasn't going to work. I wasn't at school for whatever reason. I would sit and watch crazy, crazy shows with him. Twilight Zone. Alfred Hitchcock became one of my favorites. I still to this day love Columbo. Andy Griffith. A lot of shows that would have never crossed my radar. I ended up loving because of sitting with my father. So there you have it. That is where my love for sci-fi came from because he can't love the Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock. You can't have that imprinted on you as a four, five, six-year-old kid and not carry it with you like a security blanket throughout your adulthood. So there's that. So we talked about most of them having a crazy twist. Most of them have a social commentary or a moral. So if it ran for five years and then poof, it was gone. Then we got a a revival, the first revival of Twilight Zone. All these years later, almost 30 years later, we got from 1985 to 1989, a new revival of the Twilight Zone on CBS. It was not nearly as popular as the original. It did have standout episodes, but I just, it it wasn't ahead of its time. It wasn't a groundbreaking TV show. It was a repeat of something that was ahead of its time and groundbreaking. So, like you said, it lasted about three and a half, four years. And then we got another revival of uh, Twilight Zone. And that one was hosted by Forrest Whitaker. It aired on the UPN from 2002 to 2003. So this one was like half hour stories, but you got two per episode. So one episode consisted of two half hour stories. I don't even know. Me explaining that little bit of of the show to you was probably longer than this series lasted. It was canceled after one season. And now here we are today in 2019, we get the latest revival that is created by Jordan Peele and Simon Kinberg, executive produced uh, in part by Jordan Peele. And and by executive produced, we just mean uh, he's supervising the creative content and the financial aspects of the Twilight Zone. So... They throwing some money behind it or they're finding the people with the money and they are making sure that the content is up to standard, at least to their standards, to CBS All Access standards. And then they're putting it out into the world. Jordan Peele is the narrator in in this iteration of Twilight Zone and it debuted on April 1st, 2019, April Fool's Day. And... The first episode that aired on April Fool's Day is The Comedian. Now, The Comedian also can be found, I think you can even watch The Comedian on YouTube for certain. I know they were putting it in uh, different places so that people can just 
watch the first episode give it an opportunity and see if it's worth to them subscribing to cbs all access both of these episodes the comedian and nightmare at 30,000 feet in one way were similar to me and that way is they were both too long and by too long I mean I think 57 minutes for one Give me just one moment so yeah the, the comedian was a 55 minute long episode and I truly believe that that could have probably been brought down to probably 45 minutes at the absolute least and it would have served the episode better to have lost 10 minutes of the filler type content that was in it now the premise of the episode is that a stand-up comic who basically had a political type show took the advice of a well-known comic and started making fun of his own life but what that well-known comic told him is that once you give it to the audience it's not yours anymore it's gone so he would stand up and start off making his political jokes and then turn it to something in his life something personal it started off with a dog his dog's name was cat he told a joke about the dog and when he got home the dog was gone not only was the dog gone it never existed just completely wiped from existence so of course the show moves on where his name was Samir I believe so Samir goes on and accidentally adds his nephew to the show and then he went missing then he realized what was going on and he started with intention sending people that he knew to the audience and erasing them from history then realized at some point in the show that not only does the person disappear but any contributions that they made to society any way that they touched the world disappeared as well good or bad and once he saw the ramifications in his own life he made a huge decision because he could not he could no longer live with the results that he was getting and i won't completely spoil it hopefully that explained it so it sounds dope like if you could make that concise if you could pull that together without going on and on you didn't have to show us 10 different 10 different ways of him using this newfound uh, i don't know if you call it a gift or a curse you didn't, we didn't have to see a lot of different ways of him using this to his advantage and sometimes disadvantage we just needed a couple of of examples and we needed to see maybe how it affected the world in in that uh, within those couple of examples and then we could have moved on we did not have to hang out with samir for long because uh, this episode went on a lot longer than it should have and it would have been a much better episode 
had they just had they just tied it up quicker now what i did like is uh, i like the guy who played samir his name was kumail nanjiani we also saw tracy morgan playing the veteran comic who was given the advice to samir's character the character uh, kumail nanjiani who they are saying if i remember correctly that he might be in talks to to be in the Eternals movies alongside of Angelina Jolie but I said I wasn't going to talk about superheroes or capes or alter egos or any of that so we're going to stick to the comedian so yeah so you got a good look at Tracy Morgan who you know he is an OG comedian and he played in this particular episode an OG comedian but he wasn't telling no jokes he was basically giving him game telling Samir hey if you want to be successful you need to start talking about what's personal to you and then when you talk about what's personal to you you got to realize that once you give it to the audience it's gone and that story flows from there and if we could have cut 10-15 minutes out of this it would have been perfect I did like it just was a little too long the next episode is called Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. This episode is based on an episode from the original Twilight Zone series called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. In Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, there was a gentleman on an airplane, thought he saw a monster uh, destroying a component of the airplane. He was making a huge scene to the point where he disrupted the plane to the to a point where they had to land the plane and get him the fuck off the plane and then when you look at the actual wing of the plane that this gentleman was sitting near there was damage like there really was a gremlin outside tearing this plane up okay so that was in a nutshell that actually was one of the best Twilight Zone, one of the earliest, one of the best Twilight Zone episodes from the original series. One of them, that's actually got to be one of my top 10, was this ep that episode. Now we're going to put a 2019 spin on it because we do have a, um, a writer. He's a journalist and he is about to take a flight. Now we know that he has been into some type of trauma. PTSD basically because he has to repeat a mantra to himself to keep himself in the moment to, to not to realize that he's not living back in whatever trauma he experienced uh, while he was being a journalist and covering aspects of the war the trauma that he experienced in those in, in those moments he was bringing them into the now with him and Obviously, he's been seeing a therapist, and the therapist has given him the mantra to say. So, we know that he's already been pushed over the edge. Just a bit. But he is stable enough to catch this flight. And he does. He catches a flight. There's a gentleman that he meets uh, on his way to the plane where he realizes, hey, they're going to be on the same flight. So, it's just general conversation. He gets on this flight and he finds an mp3 player he puts this mp3 player on because there's a podcast loaded and this journalist basically listens to a podcast detailing how the plane on which he's a passenger will disappear 
by him already having this PTSD that he's suffering from, he's doing, he's trying to alert the crew that he's listening to this podcast and it's basically telling him the way this plane is going to go down and people are not believing him because he's doing it in the weirdest, most cuckoo way possible. They, uh, The air marshal has to get a hold of him. It just got really ugly for this gentleman. And I forgot his name, what his name was in the show. But for this gentleman, things just got ugly real quick on this flight. And it wasn't like a flight from here to, uh, from, from Houston to New Orleans. Uh, to <laughs> this was a 13-hour flight. So now you got to be on, on a flight with this lunatic who is accusing people of being terrorists and he's just doing everything but he's doing it because this podcast is basically narrating that this is how it's going to go down all the way up to the point where the podcast narrates the last words that the pilot will say before the plane disappears and sure enough him acting a goddamn ass on the plane pretty much set in motion the events that would make the plane disappear so that's the twist that's the thing that's different about this episode than the original and again it's a good episode we couldn't guess as easily how this episode was going to end as easily as we did the first episode the comedian it was telegraphed once we saw it happen twice You pretty much knew what would happen at the end. But this one, you know, gave us a little bit more to ponder, to work with. But it still went on too long. And the thing is, this one, I'm looking at IMDb and it says it was 37 minutes long. And let me tell you, it felt longer. It felt longer than 37 minutes. So I have to be sure that that was 37 minutes. If it was 37 minutes... Ooh, we probably could have cut 12 minutes out of it. In fact, the original series, I'm pretty sure that episode was probably 30 minutes long. You know, with commercials. You have to pull commercials out of that as well. So, yeah, this probably could have been whittled down a bit. And it would not have seemed so long. It just felt like... It felt like more time had passed while I was watching this then 37 minutes I got bored kind of at a point again I don't know if it's nostalgia I did like the episode I did I didn't like the end but that's because I know the end of the original episode so you may watch this and feel a little bit better about it right now I've got these two episodes of the Twilight Zone and uh on my regular five-point scale, hmm, I'm giving both of them like a two and a half. So 2.5 out of five because I am intrigued as to does the show get its footing and the episodes move a little bit faster. They get to the point without a lot of the bloat and what this next episode is going to be about. That's called Replay. These episodes will air, I believe it's Thursday nights. 
So Thursdays, you can watch The Twilight Zone on CBS All Access. I'm already sitting in front of the, com the computer, basically, watching Star Trek Discovery most Thursdays anyway. So they've already got me there. I've already been... I've already subscribed because I am watching Star Trek Discovery and I have been promised a, a full slate of Star Trek shows. So I'm very excited about that. I thought this would be another show that I'd be very interested in covering uh, for the full 10 episodes. And I'm not 100% sure right now. Do I like the show? I I can't say that I do. I can't say that I do. I don't dislike it. I'm going to watch a replay when it airs. That's the one that will have Sanae Latham in it, who is one of my favorite actresses on the planet. Now, probably behind Regina. I think Regina King, Sanae Latham is in the, in the top five, at least for me. So I'll be watching it and... I will let how I feel about that episode tell me whether or not I want to continue to watch it. Because right now, I, what I felt was the stories uh, were good ideas that just went on for too long. Probably like this episode, huh? This episode, I feel like I've said that quite a number of times. So, yes, I'm going to continue to watch it. Would this show be enough for me to tell you Yes, get your butts to uh, the Google Play Store or the or for iTunes, <laughs> wherever you get shit for iTunes. Get on over there, hurry up and subscribe to CBS All Access. I can't tell you that from this. I'm more apt to tell you to do that because of the Star Trek content that we are promised than for this if this would just be a bonus if it ended up being a good series but right now I'm feeling like they probably should have left well enough alone and I really didn't want to feel that way about this because uh, Jordan Peele has absolutely been on a roll where you could just like wow everything this guy touches turns to gold and then there's this you know that golden goose ain't low, continuing the ladies' eggs. That we're gonna give this goose. We ain't giving the goose up right away. We are gonna give this goose a chance to lay some more eggs. But goddamn, it gotta be gold. <laughs> and this one is not gold, as far as the story goes, because Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet is not an original story. It is adapted from uh, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet can't even tell you that this story is good it was it was it was a repeat of what we already knew if you've been a fan of the twilight zone now the comedian was a good premise for a new series or a new spin on a twilight zone episode we got the same twists we got uh once you give your soul basically to the audience you can't get it back. For instance, the person who comes to mind, and I don't particularly like this comedian. So this is another one of those things you guys can probably hate me for it, but I don't like Kevin Hart as far as being a comedian. As a person, he might be the most wonderful person in the world. I don't like his brand of humor. 
But one thing I can definitely say is that he is one of these characters. He's one of these comedians who digs into his personal life and he bears it all for laughs. And then once you put that out there, you can't bring it back. So you see, you know, you made your your family is not off limits. So now anything that goes on, any move you make, it's it's brought back to your family. Your family is included in these things because you made your family part of your work. Not saying that he's wrong for doing that. I'm just saying that that is the consequence for doing these things. Okay, so that's number one. Then the second thing that this basically a moral from uh, the comedian is Samir started off being a political comic and when he was not getting laughs he didn't go to a different audience and try to get laughs he continued to stand in front of the same audience who was not laughing at him nor with him they wasn't even paying attention to him because he was making points so instead of finding a new audience he let his audience define him and that is another mistake that we make. People, period, make. Instead of finding another group to hang out with, run around with, you conform to the group. It would be easy for me to even do the same thing with the podcast. Instead of saying, um, this podcast is going to be about this, this, and this, and delivering it in my personality the way that I typically do, I could try to change who I am to fit what I think is popular. And it's just, it's never worth doing that because you lose so much more in the process of doing things that way. And look at how much Samir lost by ch- changing who he was to fit uh, the audience, to make them laugh instead of finding the audience who would have been receptive to his brand of humor, his message, without losing everything. So anyway, if you guys like it, the the, the synopsis, or you think you might be intrigued, uh, you can go to YouTube and watch the first episode, The Comedian. It is there. You can probably catch it on, on different places that you stream, but I definitely know it's there. Definitely know it's there. You let me know. You... Let me know how you felt about Twilight Zone. Is this something that you think you'd be interested in watching? Were you invested in the original series or any of the spinoffs? There have been several, right? Um, Let me know. Send me an email at afterthesnap at gmail.com. You can also donate to the show because I need that. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash afterthesnap. Tiers start as low as $1 a month. And they go all the way up to 20 bucks a month. And every penny counts. Uh, Every penny counts in helping to keep this production going. And also to upgrade the production. Because there are so many things that are so many ways that I can think of to upgrade the production. When I start seeing some, some Patreon movement, then I will definitely start making the investments in the show monetarily. 
If you want to give a one-time donation to After the Snap, because you just don't want to be committed to that monthly donation, or if you already give a monthly donation, and I appreciate you if you do, if you already give a monthly donation and you would like, you would like to just give a one-time donation, you can do that at paypal.me slash after the snap. You know about my, my social medias. They'll all be down in the description box. So you can check that out. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, hang out with me. Those are the two that I would typically be on the most. Instagram is there, but I don't hang out there like that. Probably should. I probably should give my Instagram a little more attention. So those are those will be in the description box. And now, oh, one more thing. Austria, I see you. Got a new listener in Austria. Thank you for clicking the link. I hope you're listening again today. And I hope you decide, like all the rest of my listeners, to please subscribe. That's right. I need everybody to subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening, subscribe to me. Hit the little start icon that says favorites. Or just hit where it says subscribe. However you do it, just do it. I like to see the numbers come up and I'd like for you to be notified every single time I put out a new episode every single time and you guys know that that is going to be kind of often coming into Avengers Endgame we are heading down the home stretch we've been together in this for six months (laughs) almost and so subscribe to me rate and review the show wherever you listen to the show Give me a rating and a review. Do the same thing over on iTunes and I'll be a happy soul. That's what I need from you. That is going to help the show grow. Our next episode is going to be this Friday. I don't have a clue what I'm going to be talking about. Not one single clue. I love it. Just not a clue. I do know that we will be recording with uh, from Ada Geeks. That's going to be happening this the end of this week so you guys will get an episode of their show on my show probably Tuesday that'll be probably when I put that episode out for consumption very excited to be joining them on their show especially after we had so much fun hanging out and talking about what we think we think And if you guys would like to know what I'm talking about, just listen to that episode. What we think, we think. We had so much fun. We had a blast taping or recording that episode. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be just as much fun hanging out over there. So be looking for that episode really, really soon. Friday's episode, not 100% sure. What I think it'll be unless something else happens between now and then which I'm pretty sure it will, right? We will be talking about the Avengers Endgame stakes featurette and also the Russo brothers and why they keep playing with our emotions, our collective emotions. These guys, I tell you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's like every week they are on some bullshit, really. Also, there's a little Twitter argument going on right now, and hopefully it'll be stopped 
by the time we talk again but if not i'm pretty sure i'll have some choice words for those bastards too because boy they'll take the, these people will take the fun out of any fucking thing right outside of that subscribe to the show because i went on went on for too long subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts especially though try to hit me up on itunes other than that i've got nothing else and i'll catch you all on the flip <laughs>